0: Welcome to episode 70 of BoardWars.eu, your regular podcast about Star Wars Imperial Assault, a miniatures game by Fantasy Flight Games. Pretty slow month in Imperial Assault, so there again is no news. But we do have rules clarification instead. Could there be a potential counter to Spectre Cell in form of a very old Wave free command card? We talk about that at 4 minutes into the podcast. Game discussion is back with a vengeance. Starting at 14.30, we go over Imperial class deck of the new expansion, Overwhelming Oppression. At 52 minutes, we also give you a primer on SpecterCell command decks. What to bring, what to avoid, what to look out for. That's all topics for this episode, so do not forget to join our Discord server at Discord.me slash BWEU. Like always, thanks to our patrons, and now, have fun with the show. Welcome, listeners, to another podcast of boardwars.eu And this, I think, this is episode seventy. So we don't have a celebration, but maybe at episode seventy-five, I'll I'll have the time to think about something. Should be Christmas by then. The, at the pace we're going now. Uh, welcome, guys. Uh, we have almost a full crew here again. Uh, sadly, Yeppe is still missing in action, but I have a feeling he will make his return quite soon. Uh, But here with me again are, this time, Alistair. Hi, Alistair. Good afternoon. What have you done in the last three weeks? I was in Paris. Where were you? (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh man, no, I'll step it up like that. Uh, well, I've actually been popped over to Sweden to sort of scope out the ground before the Nordic Nationals. Uh, that was pretty good not too long ago. and uh, Gaining technical yeah, advantage. Of, exactly. You really want to spend time in the room in advance. Um, no, actually, not, not a lot of tournaments in the UK scene the past little while, so looking forward to uh, doing what I always do, listening to Isaac telling me what's good. In the, playing Doing after that. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, use, using this podcast to glean, uh, to stay up to date. Just yeah. like you, the listener.
0: Uh, speaking of Isaac, Isaac is also here. Hi, Isaac. Hello, hello. Did you have a bus encounter of the third kind again this week? Um, no. Luckily, uh, well, not
2: actually luckily. I've uh, sprained a nerve in my shoulder, so I haven't been able to leave the house. Oh, so that's fun. Can you can you actually throw dice with that? Uh, it's my left arm, so
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So nothing will ever keep you... me from throwing dice, Stefan. Yeah, you, you you can throw dice, but you you cannot call your command card so. That's a bummer. Oh no, I, oh no, I can easily do that in one hand. I can shuffle them with one hand. Okay, okay. Um so, uh, also we have Pazi from the Great White North. Hi Pazi.
3: Yeah, good evening.
0: Are you already done with your first uh Tyrants of the Lothal Fall campaign?
3: Uh no. <laughs> Actually no. I I've been uh I've been uh sort of uh, waiting for the for my play by form campaigns to end. So. Oh the
0: previous ones, okay yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I haven't even started mine. I I've been lagging a bit this uh, this release cycle. But since we don't have anything new, um, what it call announced for any Christmas release or any winter release? I don't think they will put out another big box quite soon. So I have enough time to enjoy Tarzan of the Fall on my own time while shitting on the cards on the podcast. <laughs> so um, speaking of speaking of shooting on cards, uh. There was a, so we don't have any cleanup, there wasn't any news, so it's a good thing the IPA isn't here, uh, and I don't have any community watch because, I, like I said, I was in Paris for like almost a week, uh, did some holiday there, it was quite nice, but they didn't do anything for the podcast in this week, so uh, that's also why we came out, uh, come out a little, basically a week late now. So... With that, we go straight into rules clarification this week with Free Freddy. The there was something before I left for Paris. There was something weird going on. Um, I so I don't know how to describe it, but uh, there was something. Uh, someone po- was this actually originating on the forums or was this on Discord where this actually popped up first? Does anyone know about set for stun I, I think
2: it was it on was... the Science
0: funny Slack channel. I could be mistaken, but that's okay. the first time I saw it. So from there it. Must have spread to, to the forums and then on our Discord because I was completely oblivious. Uh, someone, I, I, I checked the, the rules clarification or the tournaments uh, channel, I think it was. People were talking about Set for Stone. I, I don't even know that command card, but first things first, we have a little bit of rules clarifications about the card today. So, um, before we go into what's actually weird about it, um, Pasi, why don't you uh, bring us up to speed on what this command card actually reads and what it does. Uh,
3: It is from the Stormtrooper uh, Villain pack. Set for stun, Uh, zero points, you can include one in your deck, it's any figure. Special action, perform an attack. If the target would suffer one or more damage, reduce the damage suffered to zero. Then the target becomes stunned. It used to be
1: the card you'd you'd think would make rebel troopers uh, good in Skirmish. Never did, but that used to be the idea.
0: Yeah. So, uh, when it came out, for me it was quite clear that this is there for... If you have a trooper swarm or a trooper group facing like a a high-cost or a higher-cost enemy villain, you use one of your, your guys to stun him, and the others shoot at him or whatever. There's also the other command cards that I can't remember the name now, where you deal bonus damage on stun targets. Maybe build a combo with that. But um, what's actually weird about the card is the wording. It says, like Pazi said, if the target would suffer one or more damage, reduce the damage suffered to zero. Then there is a. the sentence is ending there. And the next sentence begins with, then the target becomes stunned. So when it came out, I think everyone was... Thinking about Assuming. yeah, thinking about how this works. So you don't you you attack, you you deal damage normally, but then you reduce the damage, and then the target is stunned. You reduce the damage to zero to zero, of course. But what no one actually picked up on is that the uh, the stun condition. Can't believe
1: I never thought of it.
0: Yeah, now what no on. one picked up is that the that, that the the second. Second sentence. Then the target becomes stunned. Is completely independent from the from the previous sentence, where it actually needs to suffer damage, or it doesn't need to suffer damage. That's the point of this discussion. So with this, you have uh, on any figure uh, that can perform an attack on any target you want. Actually, stunning want to stun. Uh, you can play this with any figure, and you don't even need to make range. You only need to do the attack. Because if you if you miss or if you don't any damage, or if you uh, don't make range, you're dealing zero damage. But this zero gets reduced to zero. You don't care about it. What you actually care about is that then the target becomes stunned is still in effect. So before they the start using for... the sentence,
1: if it hits. Sorry. Well, it's an example of a card before they started using the language. If it hits. Um, so this this sort of lacks that. Uh, like some of our new cards say, you know,
0: if the yeah, if the, yeah. I, I, or you, if mean you don't miss if I mean, it
3: doesn't miss the because one. there is no such term as hit in Imperial yeah. Assault.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. When the card came out, this was wave two, three, three, three wave three. I think it was. I think it was wave three. Yeah, it's what, like late twenty fifteen or so. Um, the concept of uh, of actually not having to make uh, and n- not having to to make the accuracy or actually maybe even missing the target and still stunning it was a bit lost on most people, I think, because most of the most of the action was. Was around four uh, x four, where this is completely useless. <laughs> so, with that being said, um, I disagree with this card. Uh, I had a very heated debate on on Discord and even on on the forums. I think I posted one or two comments. I the uh, the the art on the card, like I said in the post and on Discord, uh, resembles the scene where the stormtroopers uh, catch Leia on the Tantive Four. And then stun her to bring her before Vader. And I people have been pointing out that the, the guy who actually stuns her, it doesn't seem like it, he's shooting a, a bolt or something that is directed, but it's more like a field or something. So it's uh, not extremely unthematic, I'd say. But in the spirit of the game, I see this as a very weird card. And Pazzy kept reassuring me that this is not an auto-include. But... <laughs> Uh, I mean... for me I'd say
2: the thing the thing is that yes, it's powerful, verging and overpowered, but if we if we put it into perspective, this is an amazing specter uh counter I mean having a yeah, yeah. being a or an officer being able to stun Ezra ten spaces away for me that even though if this if we realized this in the last meter, I would fully agree it's verging it's on the verge, but now. I feel like Spectacill is so powerful, and any nerf that hits them harder than any other list, I'm going to be 100% on, on board with that. That's just I'm,
0: personally. I'm much more concerned for what this actually means for the future, where you might have figures that don't have easy access to Unshakable, and where you still want to have this one, one or maybe even two Queen or Queen and King pieces in your, in your list, and this is a card that costs zero. Can be used by any figure, and this is very disruptive to this archetype. I mean, it's also very disruptive to IG. I'd say, IG is yeah. just not just not that bothered by it because he he has a major action advantage as a whole, and he doesn't rely on this end of round stuff like Vader or or Han does. I mean, for Han, this is this is horrible. I mean, if you stun him, he's basically losing his. Um, his end-of-round attack, for sure, and he, can't, he might even lose his uh, return fire, which, this is horrible. I mean, not sure if this is a great new development in the matter. <laughs> I,
1: I, I I accept I accept the, the way it's been argued, but it obviously was written such that the then, if it would suffer one more da- damage, was supposed to apply to the whole thing. I, I agree they wrote it wrong, but I feel like the intention here was entirely... That it was, you know, back the if it did not miss, kind of. Uh,
3: which, uh, uh, just note also that uh, this still requires that there is th- there is a target at the end of the attack.
0: Yeah, yeah you need you need line you, of sight.
3: You you good you good on the lamb out of the out of being a target.
2: But even with on the lamb, the target the target still gets stunned, don't they? If it you attacks. are no
3: longer a valid uh, target.
2: Yeah, but but it just says then. Then the figure is stunned. The, the
1: target. Oh goodness!
3: At least um, uh, so you know. You know the rule says that uh, if you don't do no longer have a line of sight to the target, oh, uh, okay. there is no Fair target. St- at least there is no target space if you well. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so you can underline Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe you're maybe you're right and the target still exists, but there is no target space. Okay. I don't Fair remember enough. exactly how it how it goes, but. Uh,
0: I think that's something we actually have to ask. It's not. I don't think this interaction is trivial. But um, regardless of that, it's not. It's not only bad for what it, what I actually wanted to convey. So it's not only bad for um, for Han. It's also very bad for example for Maul or the Inquisitor, who were just um, on the verge of of being viable to bring in a list. But right now, who who would bring them? It, it's it's such an easy counter to them, where you can make them basically. Very useless for for a turn e- maybe even more by running away after this so for for these figures that that have a hard time dealing with this condition, I see this as a very bad, bad development i and i i still I think it should be eroded and it should be uh eroded in a way where it's worded like we actually expect it to work like you need to deal damage for the stun to take effect
2: uh, for me, if they just made it. Um, hit range, as in don't make the attack miss, so no dodge no miss range um, then I suppose it will be fairer um, but for me, again, it, it is just a really good counter, which is why I'm, I'm finding it hard target against it yes, it's disruptive, not even half as disruptive as Spectre Cell and there's no list that gets hurt as much sure. as Spectre Cell. Sure, I,
0: I mean, yeah, that's true but th- this is again, like I said, this is viewing in the, the current situation, in the current meta Mm, yeah, I'm thinking yeah, about a future sure. where Spectre Sale is already like figured out. We have new releases. This card is still there. It doesn't go away, right? It's it's still something you have to think about all of, all the time when you when you when you take a figure that it's that is worth may, maybe seven or eight points. That is very susceptible to this. Okay, so in, enough me ranting about the card. Uh, do you have anything else to uh, to add for Set to Stun? That we haven't talked about it that. I you know, the
1: Bright Side, it's fantastic that something like this could reemerge that long after smart people like us yeah. been flipping by it in our in our command decks. That is such a promising sign for the game. <laughs>
0: True. Sure. I mean the guy who found Isaac, do you know who first found it? Because you're probably I'm the closest source them. here, so
2: <laughs> um, unfortunately, I didn't remember exactly who Oh, because, in that case it was me once, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> If you don't remember, it was because it was me Yeah, exactly uh, Because once one person brought it up Suddenly 20 people um, uh, write the same thing the next day and the next day And the next day just to be on the safe side um, Okay See, so yeah, I, I honestly can't remember Because I think 20 different people have been asking the exact same question on yeah, the Slack
0: so. Yeah. so we'll just give this to the Slack channel And have them all take the win there Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, so that's enough for. Unless you guys have something else to to bring in for rules clarifications, we would uh, jump into game discussions or game discussion this week, wholly about uh, what I can't type here. Uh, wholly about uh, times of La again. And last time we started talking about dress uh, or the campaign side of trust more accurate accurately. This time will talk about uh, the imperial class deck called overwhelming oppression included in the new box and start to start things off we have a zero cost card or it's actually not zero cost you get it for free so i call it zero cost but it's actually it has no cost printed on it so if you choose the deck the first card you get commands landing play with your hand uh, of deployment cards face up so what's the good part about it? But there's more. At the start of each round, distribute one damage and one block power token among among cards in your hand. Uh, we'll come to this uh, in a moment. When you deploy a group from your hand, distribute the tokens on its card among its figures. So the way it's worded is a bit, is a bit weird. So I, I actually also have difficulty pl- envisioning how this is actually played on the table itself. I have not as faced (laughs) as it is already with this
1: My my Imperial player is trying this one out and it does make for a crowded crowded table
0: Yeah, yeah So, what you do uh, even though it says um, distribute one damage and one block power tokens among cards in your hand what I would do, I haven't played it but I will uh, I will place my my hand cards face up and just putting tokens on them, right? Um, That Bad thing about this is that they are also occupying a space on the table. It's crowded already, and I have other sh- other stuff on my on my on my side of the table. So especially late campaign, when you have a lot of groups starting in a mission, you have a lot of groups in your hand. You have a lot of um, uh, class cards. You have agenda cards. All of this clutter, and then you have then you can't hold these in your hand. You have to put them down and actually spread them out because you need to place the tokens. I don't know. This seems like a, a hey, bit of a mess. When I first I, read it, it's weird.
3: I have a, a great suggestion for you. You know yeah. those uh, seat protectors with uh, uh, nine nine compartments in them? Yeah, you no, put the, your the sheet deployment sheet, sheet. cards... You slide your deployment cards in and you can put those tokens in. and You can uh, tape oh, like folder on the wall or on the door or somewhere. I don't...
0: I don't fully understand. What do you mean with sheet protectors? You don't mean sleeves, you, right? You, you mean the, 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 the yeah, stuff to file them in a, you in a binder. No, you need a binder. Yeah. But this, yeah. this doesn't make it take less <laughs> space on the table.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Yes, it takes. You can tape it on the side of the wall or somewhere.
0: Oh, oh, I know what you... You but... I don't have a wall when I play. <laughs> I'm sitting in the, in the middle <laughs> of the room. he oh, some is... binoculars. Yeah, oh god. Then I have to stand up and pull the... No, no. Okay, so... This Put is it a on weird... the side of so the table, is... then. This is a good start for a very, very weird deck. So, um... So um I just have one question uh, yeah. about um, this card. When it says hand,
2: does that mean um, open... Not open. Uh, oh, yeah, open and reserved groups.
1: Yeah. Or... No, the reserved groups remain. So basically, yes. they, I think it basically establishes three zones. You've got your tableau of your playing area. You've got your hand, which is now forward, and then you've got your reserve groups. So, yeah, as, as Stefan said, it's three areas on the table. It is very easy to confuse the hand with the tableau of life um, figures. So it, I think it's got a slight slowing effect on the game. Not massive when you get used to it, yeah. but you end up sort of looking upside down at a lot of cards now. Okay. That said, if you're like me and you plan your game a week in advance, it's nice when the Imperial player texts you and tells you what he's going to be running against you and worry about it the whole time.
0: Yeah. So, um, speaking of just the just power level of the card, uh, what you get for it, you get two tokens per round on 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 your on your cards. cards. And as a, as a zero-cost card or as, as a starting card, it doesn't seem actually very powerful without looking at the other stuff, of course. Um... Do you find it's a bit weak? Because if you, if the, my my uh, my litmus test is actually thinking about the corset um, card military might, or the, the the deck military might, where you get the focus once per round, which seems like a better thing, because you can choose when to use it in the first round even. It gives you access yeah. to bonus surges, bonus uh, damage and bonus accuracy, where this is just one of each, uh, one for attack, one for defense.
3: Um, also, t- but also no, this th- that that's the best. Uh, that's the best uh, uh, free card that we have in the game. So you mean you mean um,
0: okay. um, show so of force from, from is the best right? one? Yeah. So really, the, the, you think everything the best?
3: else? Yeah, it's definitely the best card. Uh, the starting what card.
0: It's called show of force. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's very good, but I think other car other decks had similarly. It's just I don't see it being especially. The thing is, you can't access this effect in the first round because I mean, yeah, without without some mid mid round deployments. But uh, if you have a normal round where you were to, uh, where the where the heroes are not first thing clearing your object- objectives and ignoring your units, you don't get anything out of this in the first round because they clear your units, they don't do any any objectives, you don't get to deploy it mid round. You get to deploy this in the at the end of the first round, where this doesn't help you until that. This I think this is a bit of a problem, right? I mean, it's even yeah. weaker than it than it than it seems to me.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, I do kind of understand the thinking behind this deck because if we put if we compare it to the um, to one of the Heart of the Empire decks, then it's you know distribute those tokens every round two figures on the board, yeah. and s- some people will be buying Lothal and not buying Heart of the Empire. Um. And yeah, sure. for those players there has to be a an option, um, for the Imperial Classic that includes uh power tokens in in its forefront. But they can't just but well, but they've already done the um uh the best case scenario, which is get them every round. So I do kind of understand that yeah, and sure. yes, it is less powerful, but they I feel like they were kind of forced to include them, because otherwise anyone buying a Lothal and not Heart of the Empire would feel like, okay, so we have got all these power tokens and no way to use them. Whereas here, then they're guaranteed to get the feel for it.
3: And also note that this comes with uh, Tarant of Slothal, which is a mini-campaign, so you, ha- you probably have other class cards yeah, when you start the campaign. That's, exactly.
0: that's true, but but balancing yes, a deck.
3: Yes, I agree. I agree that it's uh, on the low yeah. low end of uh, okay, yeah. Uh, zero cost card. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So I mean, it's fine. It, the other cards can actually lift the deck up. So it's just for the for the first for the first mission. If you're playing a regular campaign, of course, because if you're playing the Tarans of the Falcon campaign, you're starting with XP. You can already buy some of the better better cards too. Speaking of which, we have our first two XP cards. Um, Uh, Alistair, do you want to go over the flagship?
1: You didn't say first two XP, you mean your first two one XP. We're not going in a weird order to confuse our listeners. (laughs) Sorry. All right. Well, now I'll get off my high horse and get on my personal flagship now. So, this is the first one XP card. You earn one villain of your choice. So it's not just the nemesis who gets to know that. After choosing open groups, add one earned villain to your hand of open groups. When you activate a villain, a friendly figure within three spaces of that villain gains one damage token or one block token. I love I this. I think this is very good. And, you know, the, the kind of figures who we didn't realize had their own flagship, um, you know, once you bring them along. Like, who would have thought, you know, BT-10, you know, when he's not astromeching around, actually has his own private <laughs> ship somewhere. Flagship. <laughs> Or Greedo.
2: he now has a uh, well, flagship
1: as well. Obviously, you know, a flag- flagship for Greedo, for sure. It's white. It's a white flag. He's surrendering, but still, it's a flagship.
2: <laughs> uh, I have to say, I just love any cards that uh, that gives you villains on the board because I mean that that just makes the games more fun and more thematic, in my opinion. Which is
0: why Nemesis has always and will always be my favorite. Yeah, it's just a bummer that they that they don't get cheaper. But this is a. I think this is not intended for you to be uh, acquired with your your first experience points you get. You should buy it maybe later when you have the opportunity to afford the actual hero you buy, because the the cheapest we have now is Greedo with four, if I th- if I'm correct, and the next yep. cheapest are I, I think are PT and Thrawn with six. Triple zero, should, 000 is got 000 000 and 000 and four. Triple well. zero is true. Is also so, four. It, yeah, but that's the,
1: I think Stefan, it's the exact choice. It's the do you choose the Greedo triple zero tier to have early. Um, punishment even though later on the game they'll likely be very easy to wipe or go late i, I kind of disagree I, i'm playing against somebody who's got triple zero flying around his personal flagship having to write him in every the story to explain why he's this protocol droid has shown up everywhere mm-hmm. uh, which is both funny but also boy triple zero will give you some trouble in those early missions and especially if he's got extra tokens so um i think it's this it, it to Isaac's point I think you the the funny thing about this unlike nemesis is you go this way or you don't and you can either choose to have a villain uh, along for the whole ride or not. But uh, I think if you are going to have the villain along, you may as well get it early. Agreed. Because, um, I mean, Thrawn,
2: early game, is devastating. Late game, he's is uh, uh, um, on the verge. I mean, I haven't played him yet, so I can't say for certain. But, I mean, <laughs> a three die attacking, max damage of, what? what is he, nine or something, uh, hits max damage.
3: It's absolutely yeah, yeah.
2: insane uh, in the early campaign when they can't kill him in one activation, especially with his stun abilities
0: and more yeah. tokens. <laughs> he's Yeah, I mean, he's not a bad choice. It's it's very... You can take it with your first experience point. Still a bit hard to actually afford the villain then, but, I mean, if you can make it happen, more power to you, of course. Uh, but I actually... I I'm a, So the the third effect is when you activate a villain, uh friendly figure of free spaces gains... Um, one damage or one block power token, I would actually have this maybe changed a bit to to more gamey system where you you spend power tokens on cards in your hand to gain threat, like spend two, let's say, spend two block power tokens or two damage power tokens from cards in your hand to gain one threat. That it's just pulling pulling numbers out, out of them behind here. Um, because with this, you can... You have not only it gives you choice on what to deploy and hard choices on what to deploy, but it also gives you options on making the the actual personal flagship card better or to accelerate to get to to its effect, like gaining additional threat or um, gaining additional threat to actually deploy your villain. Right. So this is something I'm I'm missing. I think throughout the the deck I haven't seen this anywhere that you get ways to increase threat. I get why it's not in there. And I still think it might be a bad idea, but it's something they should have thought about. Maybe it's it hasn't come up internally, or they they don't they don't think they can make it work. But I would like have to see it work or something like that because I with this actually it would be a very it would be very gaming and it isn't very thematic. But um, it's, I think it would be a fun fun idea to to incorporate in the deck because it's. Playing around with power tokens in your hand already so much, so having another way to spend them or to to distribute them in a meaningful way is would have been a great idea. Okay, so this was the personal flagship. Pasi, do you want to read the second 1xp card?
3: I redouble our efforts. At the start of each round, place one uh, damage power token or one block power token on a card in your hand. Exhaust this card when an Imperial figure is defeated. Distribute that figures power tokens among other figures, other friendly figures within three spaces. So your uh, usually your power tokens don't go to waste if you get this. Yeah, and and you get one
0: at the start of the round which you can use. Wait, no, uh, that's actually wrong. You <laughs> It's it's again the same the same problem with commands landing, where you can't use the power tokens um, until the the end of the first round. Uh, I don't know.
2: For me I feel like it's, um, to quote yeppa, <laughs> it's boring but efficient. I mean, as a 1xp card it's really really nice because suddenly you're getting 2 damage tokens and 2 block tokens on those cards every, every round, which is nice, and just having that extra assurance that when you deploy them, <clears throat> and then the rebels activate, and you're like, okay so I've now got 2 damage tokens on this figure, okay we'll kill that figure then you do still get to use them, because that is probably the biggest problem with this deck is that you deploy the figures, the rebels activate, kill those figures, the tokens go to waste.
0: Yeah, that's very good, yeah. I think-
1: but- another example of a good late game single point buy because i think early game you know rebels might t- need a few shots to take things down certain things late game there's nothing worse than stacking something up with tokens than having them be wasted if the, you get one shot so i think that you could probably get away with not having this early on later on the longer bigger final missions that really shine but i can tell you playing against this i don't think my opponent is actually running this this one but otherwise just in general these tokens, you can't get rid of them, they're everywhere. It does feel like you've got a lead, lead blanket been thrown on top of you. The The oppression is overwhelming because it just feels like you're running in two feet of water no matter what you're trying to do. So um, I think that you'd probably save this for a late XP and then it'd actually be quite good late in the game. Yep. All
0: right. I don't have too much to say about the card. It's again something I, I wouldn't buy right away, like uh, Ernest said. It doesn't strike me as terribly good or impactful. So for 1xp, I mean, it's
2: pretty decent. Yeah, for Essentially, XP, the, the, it's a two-damage swing at the start of every round.
0: Yeah, sure, the redistribution effect is pretty good. Uh, but you need to stand close, and you need to actually have figures that's standing close, yep. and you need to exhaust it, so it's only getting once per round. Um, and with that many power tokens, you're going to lose some of them. And so, I I don't buy it for now, but we'll see. Okay, next card. Uh, who's actually, positive pa- is this yours? I think so, yeah?
3: Okay. So, no. Maybe Isaac oh. next. Oh,
0: time. Isaac. Okay. Implacable. Alrighty. Don't, don't try to
1: redouble Posse's efforts.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright. Yeah, that's, that's what they tune in for, Stefan, those, those, those zingers. <laughs> Alright. Implacable. To costs at the start of each
2: round, place one Evade Power Token on a card in your... Exhaust this card while, in, while an Imperial figure is defending. That figure may spend one block or one Evade Power Token from Friendly Fliggers from Friendly... Friendly figures within three spaces, as if they were its own.
0: It's a bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> yes, yes it is.
2: I believe it a film. few times a day. Been lying
0: down too much. Now there's a,
1: there's a very subtle thing to this. I think I think it's reasonably clear. I do not think this breaks the one um, one token per attack. But I wondered if there was an interpretation that suggests that in addition to the one they're spending themselves, can they spend another one that came from another source? I feel like this is still just one token per attack. Yeah. Yeah, I just it it veered towards being ambiguous that way, but I'm glad that my gut was right in this case.
0: It would have been much better if you can use two tokens with it, but <laughs>
1: for two XP, you might start expecting that, and that's yeah. what I've been, thats what you're looking for later in the uh, as you get higher in the experience. Like, when are you going to start letting me, you know, do that um, create dragon use all the tokens? You know, use use a token account count three times, kind of uh, strike. But maybe that comes later.
0: Okay, so any thoughts about the card? It's very similar to to actually redoubling our efforts, just that you use it reactively. When you're halving the effort with yeah, yeah, you're halving the effort, yeah. Um,
1: I think you're just getting maximum efficiency here. I mean, let's say, you know, riot sure. troops have always been really, really good to bring, and they're way, way better in this in this deck, because they're coming, putting those tokens down, which just and they're just creating this threat range, no matter who you attack. You're attacking an officer. So I have been playing a little bit against this deck, and I have attacked officers who have just managed to get that block, block, surge block because of the uh, with the white die with the, pulling in the tokens, and it can make a big difference. So the funny thing is we're so used to seeing those really big, hitting, very attacking um, command cards getting excited about them, whereas this sort of just constant, nowhere to turn, somebody's going to have a token being slowed down is, at least in the early missions, re- I'm finding really impactful as the Rebel player crashing up against it.
0: Yeah. I mean, there is something said about that this deck is um it's geared towards you giving a bit more action advantage or not even because it's just this card for now um i don't know maybe it's completely wrong what i thought now well
1: we, we, we've got to talk a little bit more about the rest of the cards one of the things i've been i've been thinking about thinking with my my imperial players playing against me with having gone a low villain word as well. One of the things that's been working for him really well with this is high activation, low cost Imperials. Because it's just keeping yeah. the um, the little guys alive uh, with lots of versatility. And then, you know, it doesn't take long as a rebel player to find yourself having to take three or four activations in a row of little wieners because you just haven't been killing things off fast enough. And uh, at least early on, early doors, that is uh, really really a good combo for this deck. So yeah. I think this is... Uh, right. A real sort of endless ranks kind of command deck, as opposed back to what we were saying earlier about a, a big villain yeah. high tower.
0: Yeah, then it's very very weird where you have the one XP card for the villain in your in your command or in your um, XP deck available when actually well, it, it synergizes much well little much, much, much better with troops, right? So
1: yeah, uh, or, or, or your or your little villains. Your little, your <laughs> the
0: villains. little villains. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so next card, also 2xp, is called Tile Landers. Exhaust this card after you deploy a figure. Choose up to three rebel figures within five spaces of the deployed figure. Each of those figures suffers one damage, plus an additional one damage if that figure has two activation times. Oh, uh, hmm, this, I...
1: Boy, so, so you really need to let us know what you feel about this deck. You're being really reluctant to express a strong opinion. Yeah, It's, <laughs> it's, it's almost to...
0: like you're totally underwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, first of all, what is this doing in this deck? This doesn't seem to be... St- I mean, it, there's another card with tie in, in the title, and I, I get that they want to do something with pilots, but it doesn't seem to be terribly thematic to me, and also the power level. Yeah, I mean, one damage for two XP. It's three. Ideally, ideally it's... It's, three, it's three damage each round, which isn't mm. that bad, but it's also not that good, especially especially if you're fighting against damage. I mean, this card is useless. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh it just God. gives him more fodder for- to to yeah. actually recover damage, right? So.
3: But but how many times uh, have your rebels uh, been just one damage away from being wounded?
0: Yeah, yeah I I mean that that's, sure. the,
3: that's the most uh, infuriating thing. You have spent your uh, resources uh, during the round, and you have just have them one damage away from being wounded. Yeah. I was saying,
1: again, playing it is that the the open hand is not, at least the way I've been playing so far, not as much of an advantage as you might hope. Um, but I I thought that if you ever, if you really wanted to give the Imperial deck an amazing thing make them play with open deployment points. And that would be information that you would even if you didn't know when they were coming live or what you'd change entirely. I think the fun the fun with Thailanders, especially if you saw yourself going up against a Kotun or a CT who are going to be tokening up, tokening up, tokening, up, is just that wonderful. They think they're safe, and then you know, um, figure pops up and does two damage to somebody like that before even uh, um, before doing anything else, or, yeah. or it happens at a happens mid round because of an optional deployment. Yeah. Ooh. I think, I think, and I mean, I don't know what you not thematic enough. I mean, th- there's a TIE fighter accidentally landing on a rebel hero.
0: That's pretty yeah, funny. I mean, the, <laughs> the, 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 the issue I had is, is they could be apart, like, almost 10 spaces. And, I mean, no TIE is that big, right? So, must have been a lot of TIEs, <laughs> right? So, um, yeah.
1: It is raining for but the But they start. are fast. Yeah.
0: It doesn't strike the, that the, the reason why I'm a bit overwhelmed is... Um, Again, this isn't focused on any one on any one rebel like some other decks we had in the same XP range where you get to deal direct damage to one hero like two or so or two strain or three strain. This I I think it's okay. It's just that it's there's no there's nothing in there that makes you maybe swap a deployment or swap an activation for a deployment or where you exhaust a, a group and instead deploy another group. That would be cool, because then you can use Thailanders more, more flexibly. Like Alistair said, you're yeah. playing with concealed deployment points, so the, the, the rebels don't have any way to react to it.
1: I think, you know, remember also, I think this is, this is funnily enough, because the Lothal campaign is so fast, you're going to be looking at two experience cards almost from the get. Yeah, sure. But if you look at the way your rebels are gearing up, and suddenly, see you're seeing those activation tokens, uh, or as I said, Kotan. I think y- you're looking at this as sort of maybe you know one to a few figures, but as soon as you're looking at two damage to maybe two, maybe two and a half figures, you might
0: start getting a little bit more intrigued. So sure, yeah, if you're playing against two heroes, this is great. It's two damage to each of them most rounds, I'd I'd say, which is very good. But you're right. I I, I keep assuming that many people or most people play with. With four heroes because it was the it was the default play mode for a campaign for a long time now and i i realized that with the new campaigns it's actually very good to play with less than four heroes and it still works and it's not yeah. that bad and against this thailanders can be very good so i think you brought me around on this so
1: i'd like to see them do more with the activation tokens i think it's actually kind of a fun effect. yeah sure seeing it in the tablet that the tablet does a bit of it but uh, yeah and I, I like the activation token sort of uh, trade-off because it's so interesting how sometimes with the two two heroes you feel like you are on easy and other times you can't win at all but uh, sometimes four heroes can be absolutely punishing
0: yep okay so next card free xp alistair you're up
1: well, it makes sense, because, you know, I'm the proven tactical master at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: served uh, I saved so, this for you.
1: So, <laughs> that one up for me. Here's me between two ties, too. Um, tactical mastery, three experience. At the start of each round, place one surge power token on a card in your hand. I'm starting
0: to detect a little theme. Exhaust hey, really, what, this card this when an imperial th- is figure... Theme? I, I don't get it.
1: Uh, Imperials. Okay. Okay. Um, exhaust this card when an Imperial figure oh, spends a, a surge token, power token. During this attack, that figure may use one surge ability on another Imperial figure within three spaces. This is actually
0: worded really a bit weird.
1: I know, and fr- frankly, I just so I'm not all sunshine and lollipops, I don't love this one personally. Um, I have to ask, though, does this mean that Jet Troopers can use Thrawn's
2: double surge for plus three? Because if so... God.
0: <whistles> yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you need to be within three spaces, so it's
2: yeah. But I mean, three, yeah. within three spaces, of Thrawn,
1: with a surge token. Yeah,
0: I mean, exactly. My thinking you could definitely the, the, get the,
1: three surges that way. I the mean, villain card, uh, Thrawn producing his own surges, uh, producing his own tokens, and this. Yeah, this this whole deck is has been geared around sort of being a the sweet spot for that because yeah. yeah, that double surge for plus three, that that fixes so many bad rolls <clears throat> for sure. <coughs> I mean, especially with Jet Troopers because.
2: um, with the elite ones because they don't do that much damage late game or not enough anyway Um, which is why I found them to be so much fun with the Imperial Black Ops where they could both focus each other and then have um, the upgrade card, which allows them to use the same surge ability twice. So in one activation, they killed Davith, which was a lot of fun. Mm.
0: Um, <laughs> you call it fun. <laughs> but,
2: but well, hang like on, a sorry. Player. So
1: of course it's fun. Um, yeah. Wait a minute. Did, did, I, did I just miss something painfully obvious about this? If I was using a elite stormtrooper and I t- rolled two surges, could I use one surge plus two and one surge plus two from my neighbor? Yep. Because I think so, I'm yes. wrong. I'm wrong. That's amazing. Just regarding, yeah, just I regard. the card is yeah, yeah. Stephen, I know, right? Stephen, it, you'll it's edit incredible. out. You, you'll edit out earlier when I said I didn't think this card was that good, right? Because I just realized. No, this you, card you definitely is, it is said amazing. that. You
0: definitely said it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> no, no,
1: you, you'll you'll edit that one, right? Yeah? Yeah. That's, that's why I sounds so good. Yeah, that's um. So I I, I didn't I wasn't thinking laterally. Um, Thrawn would be very disappointed in me. I, I wasn't realizing how even within the same uh you know group, anybody's got that beautiful search plus two. Um, the ability to use two of them and be using a token to be surging up anyway.
0: Woo-hoo-hoo. All I can see right. is the glorious combination of a Java and Tron. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Who or, would have thought, at even, that point, that the Java's become a nogri. <laughs> or even maybe a, a regular and an elite Java. They're also very good with this and oh very Jesus. cheap.
2: That is be- crazy. phrasing. I love it. PS2 and, and, yeah,
3: and uh, plus 2 damage and plus yeah. 3 damage and 2 damage to start with. That's the maximum. And then
2: you think Hondo next to
0: Thrawn and suddenly
3: everything
2: yeah. goes crazy.
0: Yeah. Good luck deploying Hondo and Thrawn in the campaign. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, you obviously don't remember
1: that Hondo has a card that just says he just shows up. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, the right, can right attack.
0: Well, oh, that's okay. He just uses search. Yeah, that, that, that's, actually, that's actually fine with this card. <laughs> Very good. Okay, <clears throat> so this is the power level I, I'm, a, I'm expecting at 3 XP, right? So, like, Agreed. really, really good. And to boot, you actually need to play this card. You need to position your figures correctly to benefit from this card. So this is actually a very good card because it doesn't play itself. It's not just tap for damage. You need to actually think about it. <laughs> this is what I really like about it. Very good card. I like it. Gets a gold star for effort. Okay. <coughs> uh, Isaac? I think it's yours now.
2: Alright, unless it's posse?
0: Um.
3: Okay, go. I can go. Okay. Die Fighter Patrol. Okay, posse. Go, go. Exhaust this card during one of your activations to choose a hero. That hero may test insight. If the f- uh, hero succeeds, they suffer one strain. Otherwise, the hero suffers three damage and three this XP. amazing. Win-win. Another way to uh, have unmitigated unmit- damage or Unpluck, the only of a damage. the only
0: the only thing bad about this card is if you play against the free mercenaries, you're basically screwed. This doesn't do anything, I think.
2: <laughs> but well, it, then you just don't take it. Sorry. Well, then you just don't take the yeah. card. Yeah, sure, sure. You anyway, certainly have the warning. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, against any other combine or most other combinations, you have this one hero that has a bad inside test. You just throw it at every every round. Love it.
3: Also, I uh, really like it. if you have. <laughs> heroes that get uh, focused a lot then you, you can uh, then yeah, this is a a way almost, almost mm. well no actually yeah. it says may test inside so a focused hero <laughs> would probably want <coughs> to save the focused
0: unless he, he gets so turned they do not, unless he gets turned so they do not I mean free damage is not nothing that, that's the that's what I'm, he can choose to suffer free damage sure but free damage is quite substantially and if he's choosing to keep the focus and use it, yeah, he's exactly. probably going to be turned, right? So Exactly yeah. my point. It's a exactly, cool. and then again, get, the focus is massive. Again, great design on the card, both sides get to choose, both sides get to, to do stuff with the card, interact in meaningful ways with the card, have it, Have their outs, have their, their their ways to strategize with it. I like it. Power level is okay. I, there's nothing more to say about it. It's definitely better than Highlanders. No. Uh, but also possible. depends yeah. on the hero yeah, group yeah, yeah. and yeah. their items
3: yeah. and class uh, cards yeah.
0: this is actually type Patrol is also actually very good against um, two heroes as well because it's you can focus fire more easily because you, if they mess up their role they suffer free damage and this free damage is very much of their of their health pool even though they have an increased health pool so this can bring you closer to actually wounding them which is in with two heroes is much harder right so Good card. Yeah. Okay, so I I'm completely lost. Whose turn it is. Let's go, your Yours is the, right. the next one.
2: Wonderful. Well, Limitless arsenal. Exhaust this card when an Imperial figure declares them. You may replace that figure's attack pool with the attack pool of a deployment card in your hand with at least one damage or one surge power token on it. Anyone fancy bringing in an ATST just for this card?
3: Uh, I would prefer Rancor, actually. Ah oh, yes. Yes. Because uh, because the green is more consistent.
2: True, yeah, exactly. Rancor, then you, you get the um, the tactical mastery card. Stand close to Thrawn. Red, green, green, double search for plus three. Oh, by the way, that's an officer. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, is this is good, oh, though. And also, yes. and
3: also... Yeah, and also people have noticed that if they use personal flagship to bring in uh, General Vice... Vader. Exactly, they Vader... Don't need General, General Weiss has Epic Arsenal. Sure, that's, uh, that's very good, yeah. You can decide the dice pool. Exactly, yeah. and I love
2: how they're hinting us this is how you actually should play it by saying Limitless Arsenal. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. take those figures with <laughs> Arsenal. I guess, yeah. subtly hinting it. That's good, yeah. Uh,
0: is it worth is it 4xp?
2: Yes, in, in my opinion, that's... yes. You can turn an officer from just an officer into... I think that with Arsenal... Um, Tactical mastery is close to a must, Um, because then, I mean, just imagine an officer using a Rancor's attack pool, spending a surge token close to Thrawn, most likely he's going to get a surge on one of those greens, which means it's red, green, green, double surge for plus three, which is insane. I love it. Because, I mean, you don't have to use it on one of your powerful characters. You can just turn one of your their attacks into an amazing attack. So you're not
0: losing any value with it. So you know BT1 has a blue red yellow attack just taking your buttons. That's actually not bad, be bad. Uh does it say Because you don't deploy is, the figure. The problem is you cannot deploy them then.
2: Yeah, but you you just bring those because there are so many car- uh, Imperial characters in the campaign who have amazing attack pools, but just really aren't the most optimal choice especially like a game like, you know, the ATST, yeah. Weiss, Vader, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, sure. And then and then just saying, okay, I'm giving myself a small disadvantage by not being able to bring three open groups, but in exchange, I am... You've an amazing I attack his... once per round. Exactly. And I mean, just say, even if you have a regular Stormtrooper or regular officer, suddenly they have three die attack, and again, you probably have Thrawn close to them if you bring Flagship. I mean, this this deck is shaping to be one of my favorites. One of my absolute oh, favorites.
0: Yeah. I'm not fully convinced that it's worth the four points, but it... It's it's a it's a it's a neat card. Let's put it this way. In my opinion, it's better than the next four XP card. Okay, so so the the listeners listeners are clued in. The last card is Indominable Indomitable Force. Four XP. At the start of each round, place one wild power token on a card in your hand, and exhaust this card during one of your activations. Remove two power tokens from a deployment cards in your hand, distribute these uh those tokens among friendly friendly figures, is this a misprint? Shouldn't this be actually two XP? I mean, this is. <laughs> <I told you. laughs> it, it's Well, what, what's the? Well, what's the good thing something about? to be it,
3: said it about. It gets the it gets the power directly on the board, so yeah, exactly. well, four yeah, XP. but it's four XP
2: for oh. a two damage swing, and that's it's... assuming you even get the damage. I, I'm really all silver on this one, especially since you were gonna get it anyway, and yeah, it, it allows you to be more efficient but it doesn't actually gain you anything. It, yeah, I... It's my thing. Any day of the week, I would take Limitless Arsenal over this.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. I don't like the 4xp cards both, to be honest. I like the, I like the 2 and 3xp cards much more. I just I think can't you, wait to you see think, a like... hide
2: gun um, use with a parting shot. You <laughs> general waste sure, the sure. with double surge for.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um... That's very nice.
1: Well, but I, I also I think that the indomitable force with... Uh, you know, provided, provided you've also got the tactical mastery already. Um, you know, you put down two Surges uh, and then get to do two attacks with an Arsenal figure that, that could... Really... Um, again, it doesn't need to to do much other than win you the mission, if that's not too glib to say. And yeah. I, I feel like Indomitable Force can sometimes really push through a very good attack, whereas Limitless Arsenal, I'm sort of in the sense I think it'll be a little bit of a... It, it, it's, it may be a little bit tempting, but at the same time, I think Indomitable Force is great if you have previously invested in just about all the cards that are just giving you so many tokens that you're just loading up um, everywhere and you just need to get them out and continue attacking them. Yeah, that'd that'd probably still take a little bit to this arsenal, but I think there's something to Indomitable.
3: Yeah, at least the rebels can't uh, plan for it because uh, you activate a figure and then uh, give give it to the figure who is activating and then use it immediately. Sure,
0: sure. I the, the reason that they they can't react to it is actually why I think it's a bad card.
3: Well, it's four XP, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it balances.
0: Sure. I'm not convinced. <laughs> this this doesn't strike me as four XP. <laughs> but okay, no. yeah, I Th- may- this this class deck is taking you on a journey, Stephen. Yeah, yeah, yeah The yeah.
1: highest highs to the. I can't wait to
0: blandest, bl- to the blandest yeah, blend. I I can't wait to be more disappointed in this deck than I than I've been with um, the leadership deck. Um. <clears throat> It's still sorrow in my mind. Also, okay, yeah, uh, yeah it it's okay. I I wouldn't buy it. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, it's also a 4 xp card that exists. Um, overall, I uh, outside of Indomitable Force, I think there are two n- not enough effects that actually interact with the the tokens in your in your hand, like on the cards in your hand. I th- this is something I I miss throughout the deck. That there is something where you can place them and then shuffle them around do stuff with them that isn't just spending them for attacks or defenses that they represent like resources you accum- accumulate throughout the the war effort or throughout whatever you want to call it i i would very much like to have this or would like to have to have this but but nothing in there for me i feel maybe for another deck or something and there's still no no viable or no, no no real deck that that lets me increase threat like I want, but we'll see. Maybe next time. I, I definitely well, think it's, if it's you
3: don't... sorry. It,
1: it's not it's not an autoplay. player. I think I think this is very much a deck for somebody who wants to be keeping the focus on the uh, deployment cards, the, the the imperial selection. The, the you know th- that's what this deck really keeps the the highlight on, and the tokens are there to sort of power up some figures you might not have thought were as good as anymore or or you know overpower some that are better. Uh, I think it's not a it's not an easy it doesn't it doesn't play itself this deck
0: yeah
1: I agree
3: yeah, Stefan, yeah. uh you can use personal flagship uh if you are not playing uh, the tyrants of Lothal campaign, you can use personal flagship uh, to get hondo and he runs through the crates and gives you threat
0: that's true, yeah that's, that's true. very true. Yeah, but I have to deploy him first. <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: yeah. Yeah. Overall, overall, I, I, I think uh, I think there are options here in this deck. Also, you can go for the full uh, power token route, or then just use these Thailanders, Ty- Ty- Thai Ty- 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 fighter yeah. patrols, and uh, maybe Limitless arsenal. Very nice. Yeah.
0: At least you're not you're not um, boxed into only playing with power tokens. You can also branch out a bit into direct damage effects. Which is nice,
3: and like, yeah, and like uh, we talked about in the TIE fighter patrol, uh, you can also react to what which, what the heroes are and what they are doing.
0: Mm, yeah, I mean some other decks do this too, but yeah, at least it has that going for it. I actually I need to see how this actually stacks up against uh, the new heroes because especially I'm a bit afraid of CT that like Drokada he's able to to wipe a lot of figures off the board and this basically um necessitates you to take redouble your effort to not lose the tokens but we'll see how this actually shakes out okay um wait i have to yeah okay so any any closing closing comments on the on the deck from you i'd say it's
2: um it looks very fun and i'm looking forward to trying it out nice campaign idea
0: okay so let's move on then to uh the second uh game discussion topic today which is um Titans of Lothal Skirmish, Spectre Cell, Special Episode, Command Cards. So last, um, last episode we talked about how to fill out your last point in your deployment uh, group. And this episode we will focus on how to, to actually build your, or which card not to forget when building your deck for Spectre Cell. Okay, so since we actually have two people that already played Spectre Cell and played against it maybe even. Why don't they start off by by saying? What Stephen, they... you
1: haven't treated yourself to a game. No, uh, no, side. I
0: haven't. No, I haven't. My
1: goodness, <laughs> you have not lived, sir. Yeah,
0: I, I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> I. I'll I'll wait to to break it out live when I am doing the next tournament in Vienna and see how it goes. I feel, but we'll, we'll see when this actually happens. So, um, have you? How much have you played with the de- with the with the with the list? And how many different command decks have you built? Is there actually a way to build different command decks, or is this something I'm just imagining?
1: Well, I think we should probably say, for the sake of you know not repeating ourselves too much last time, the non-channel the force because the channel the force command deck builds about half of itself. Yeah, uh, sure, while there's yeah. still some some selectivity in there. Um, so I think that we, we'd say we sort of covered that, that command on the other side. I will kick us off by saying that what is the most common thing said about this um, uh, list by people who are trying to defend how, you know, not strong it is? Oh, there's no, there's no, um, you know, there's no, there's no overlap in the, in the keywords. Uh, there's, there's not enough to, to go on to, you know, that, that's the drawback, you know, oh, there's, there's no overlap. There's crazy overlap in the keywords. The keywords, 100%. Are, the keywords work extremely well together. Exactly. And uh, we play I, the we play the kind of game where it's it's reasonably easy to sort of guarantee against it. I, I may have said in the last episode I think the hunter keyword is the one that um, and Sabine is is who you should you you asked earlier, Stefan, never forget. You probably never you run without Rebel Graffiti, but I still think you probably put at least one hunter card in for Sabine in every in every deck, no matter what the combination.
0: Really? Okay.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. Something that I did with uh, my channel version, um, um, my late variant of, of, uh, of playing it, um, I basically I included the entire Hunter suite just for Sabine. Um, Aha! I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I was pulling up from, uh, uh, from Alistair's idea. Um. But yeah. So basically, I had the three main Force user cards, and then the idea of the list was, Ken and Ezra will rush forward. Guarantee that they have the cards they need going into round 2, do as much as they can, stay alive for as long as they can, and then late game Sabine will come in, primary target, assassinate, heightened to kill anyone. Um, and I have to say that it um, it did work out nicely, I didn't get the hunter combo off as many times as I wanted, but I mean some, some games I even started with assassinate and heightened and it's like, okay I will happily take that! Um, So yeah, um, I think that's definitely a valid idea. You are pushing out a lot of other good cards by doing so, um, such as Heart of Freedom, Dying Lunge, etc. I think that full Hunt Suite is nice for channel build, where the idea is to use Kanan and Ezra as suicide bombers.
1: And then Ezra and Sabine... I mean, they are are terrorists. Yeah. Yeah,
2: And then afterwards, Sabine and Ezra um, go into mop-up. Um... Um, other uh, command cards is basically there, there is a little bit of merit with, in the fact that there is no real synergy, but there's enough synergy to make it playable. Um, there's no, you know, IG weak ways everyone is a hunter, so include all hunter cards. There, there's none of that. But instead, you have it's like two, maybe three figures if you're lucky have the same set of traits. Uh, for example, on the lamp. I mean, even just for Ezra, if if just Ezra was the smuggler, you should include on the lamb. But you have Hera as well, which is amazing late game if Ezra dies before you draw what it. What do
1: you think of. Uh, so, on that topic then, what do you think of Toxic Dirt, Inspector Cell? Um,
2: Does, the, the question I mean, is. Not, not really. In a Spectre matchup, you over-search more often than not. Um, the question is if Ezra I mean, actually. I, beats I, I, could the, see, I could see some merit to it, but I, I, can't, yeah, I just can't really see how. It, you would fit it in in, in your deck because you're well, th- you're throwing away a really good card.
1: Yeah, I mean the the thing I was I was thinking there is that the my my general principle for Specter and it's still still not working as well as I'd like is that you absolutely must clear figures, and anything that gives you a little extra um, ability to to clear those figures is worth worthwhile. So I found that you know weaken or other effects just to be able to make sure that I can get a few significant hits through. Uh, or what's necessary to take people off the board?
0: Okay, so that what do actually how is how is the the list played? If you are saying you're playing with hunter cards or like multiple hunter cards, how do I, do you avoid using using Sabine in a way that she's making herself a target? Like, do you hold her back specifically for the first one and a half two rounds, and just then throwing her in, waiting for these Basically, cards, and then yeah. So
1: yeah, she she actually has got better range than I think. Well, I think we'll do our are, are figuring out that her range is actually rather good do as you, is do her ability to move and heal.
2: Uh, you got Hera. Oh yeah, you have Hera. That's true Exactly. I mean, with Hera, you have a guaranteed range of six, and that is a complete. And on most maps, six is going to get you what you need to do. Okay,
0: so
1: and and Zeb generally doesn't doesn't warrant the attention I've I've usually found. Uh, well, I've been the target of a uh, seven range Zeb shot, so. Oh dear. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> Not fun.
0: <laughs> okay, so the the idea now is to to take all the hunter cards you have and all maybe also even all the smuggler cards you have, like you did in the hunter smuggler mercenary deck, and just try to to stack it all in Sabine. What do you? There's uh, still uh, good, still not good so cards.
2: Necessarily, I I, th- I mean I really you can still that use you know, the, the, the smuggler yeah, cards sh- with,
0: with Ezra and whatnot, but.
2: Yeah. Um, I feel like in in a channel variant, yes. The problem is, in a channel variant, you're putting so much pressure on your opponent early game with Ezra and Kayn that they have to pay attention to them. But in any other game, so, th- then okay, people so, will so this... be focusing down on Sabine, is the thing.
0: So, well, what is the idea? You take the Hunter cards and Smuggler cards, plus some Force cards, so you pull out your Force cards uh, at the start of the game... Um, to create some early game pressure and then wait for your hunter cards so you actually can make your opponent force uh, f- focus on, on Ezra and Kanan before you throw in the bean or is this what's going yeah. on? Or Yeah exactly because ra- round one you make sure you have force
2: push. Force push alone has made me kill thrown round one because Ezra moves, picks up a red weapon, Kanan moves, force pushes Ezra, then Ezra is placed back to It's insane. Okay. Um, How how strong it is. Um, Then Force Rush round two, by that point, maybe even have naturally drawn surge. And at that point, you should be able... And even if you don't play Force Push round one, you'll be in such a position with Force Rush and Force Push that you can pull out the figure that you want to kill, really do some impressive damage. And then even if Ezra and Kanan die very quickly, um, because, I mean, if Ezra and Kanan... Um, put ten damage on Vader and kill Thrawn before they die. <clears throat> That's not being very optimistic, but but it, it's possible. That would still be a good enough trade-off because Thrawn's gone. I think I've they will do all more. Right? I them. mean, yeah, yeah, it, it definitely would be more. But even in that situation, okay, yeah. So in the, in the worst case, I mean, okay. Yeah, exactly. So that would be a worst case scenario. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill Thrawn and ten, say, ten have, on Vader.
0: They both have lightsabers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, it, it, it's insane. Um, and then Sabine then comes in with heightened and um, assassinate and ki- kills Vader
1: off. That's the but idea of it, and, and it does work. Um. If you don't, if you don't use channel, I, I still think this. This is where I say not maybe all the hunter cards. But I don't think you really regret um, having uh, you know something like an assassinator or a heightened oh, great. on the chance you get it. The, the trouble, of course, another thing about the, the deck is the lack of draw. So it's gonna it feels a lot more it feels a lot less controlled than many of the decks we've played where we've had a lot of uh, abilities to get control of your deck and therefore look for what you want. That said, speaking of lack of synergy cards, I do believe that um, Black Market Prices is a fantastic card with two smugglers in the deck. One you, only one you'd really like to use is Sarah, but just the ability to put in some higher hunter cards that are very very sellable if your game is going so badly that Sabina has already been killed or not going to get to use that assassinate
0: so the exactly. the the idea is also to to have a little bit of draw you also include planning and black market prices, so you can filter through your deck is this plan sorry um planning is very hard to argue I for agree.
1: because. Yeah. You just don't have that. Uh, you don't have that. Uh, Gideon is gone, and there's no Imperial officers. You don't have it. You don't have a a soft uh, leader activation as as used to. Exactly, and
2: I mean, is on enough? Chopper... No, no. Um, I mean, her attack pl- plus one, three die, double search for ps two, single search for plus one yeah, is true. amazing, especially in Spectre. Be Spectre. Your opponent <laughs> will be utilizing Hera her to her full value. Uh, if you draw it, round one. So essentially, every one in five chance of using the card. That's not really good yeah. enough. Uh, officers training. Yeah, that's true. Much bad option. Canon whiffs a lot of attacks, I found. Um, so being able to reroll for him is amazing. But then on top of that, you're getting one card less than planning, but it's action efficient, and you are inflicting more damage. And Inspector... Action efficiency is what wins you in a specter to matchup.
1: Being able to do you, use do you rate black activity. market prices? I know it's an action loss, but I just thought the points sort of. Yeah, for, for, I, I, for I, me I, the I, points make up for it.
2: Mm, yeah, I think that if yeah, exactly like you said, the points do make up for it. Um, if you include assassinate Sabine dice before you play it, I'm not sure because <clears throat> some people might just shuffle it or put it in the bottom of the deck with heroic effort. Um, but yeah, three points is, is of course um, is of course valuable. I,
1: I I find specter matches to be uh th- here's an argument here's me arguing against myself specter matches in my in my experience tend to be pretty decisive you don't get that same kind of like ooh it's just a squeaking a point here there uh yeah. And, and yeah. Y- you either have won by a lot or lost by a lot, and that's usually pretty clear pretty quickly. So, saying you're going to save three points, if Sabine is dead, it has gotten very poorly for you. (laughs) So, maybe that is me just sort of uh, remembering the the days when three points could actually really swing a game, whereas, uh, again, this is my least favorite thing to report, but Inspector v. Spectre, they rolled two dodges and you didn't. I don't know that skill saves you anymore at that point. Yeah. Um... It can. But you definitely need luck luck after that <laughs> i I've had games go really badly
2: from um and still being able to just squeak that oh, that's good, but yeah <clears throat> and I mean the counters are coming up for Specter, um which is good. I don't think it's going to be an endless Specter v Spectre mater
1: Specter is I've the... seen that as well yeah it's yeah. good it's a good uh, it's, it's the vanilla.
2: yeah, yeah, exactly it, it's the new state of the mater. it's better, basically it's more dominant or it's more powerful than Weakways was and IG Weakways was considered, loosely, but it still was considered the best list in the meta. Um, here, Specter Cell, I think, is the best list in the meta, but I think that good players through other lists will be able to counter it. Or at least be clever. And yeah, you, good, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: The, the, my, my I've, I've said many times my biggest worry was uh, you know, whether or not this would diffuse creativity, and I'm extremely pleased that it doesn't. So, yeah,
2: it seems to um, have done the opposite. People are being as as much creative as possible. I mean... Some people have even been talking about Vader double DP, and then uh, uh, I don't know what and, forums and you're just... on,
1: Isaac. But this is a family podcast, so um, let's, <laughs> let's <laughs> just keep it above board. <laughs> Stefan, will, Stefan will edit this out. Stefan, listeners may not know this, but this is an extremely well edited podcast. You wouldn't, wouldn't the, believe yeah, what gets cut extremely
0: well edited. Uh, uh, our editors spend hours. We record for eight hours. Over every detail of the episode. Don't worry. Exactly. That, that's why it's you never hear me make a mistake. So, um. Speaking about other command cards, do you think because I I think I was listening to to Kenny again and they were talking about building a command deck for Specter that is mostly defensive and taking advantage of their huge potential to be to be very very hard to bring down. So what do you think of cards like um, second chance, uh, hour of need, deflection, force illusion? Uh, what's was also like tough luck to, to oh, doubt, tough, tough luck love, to make miss also. Yeah, I would um, love to see
1: camouflage and force solution come back, but they are just they are not the game right now. No, but 100%. I percent. I I look at force solution every time and I go, oh, it'd be so much fun to have that again. I look at camouflage the same way. Uh, it's just not the game anymore. It was for a while, but it isn't now. Um, I, I'm not a I'm not a defensive player in general. It's not how I often think or work, but um, I do think that heroic uh, heroic effort. Is, your, is a really good defensive card, whereas Second Chance just is not. <laughs> okay. Um, e- even though I have lost games just because the wrong figure has died at the wrong time, I think Second Chance uh, broadcasts so much to your opponent um, to let them g- give them the, the information they need to know about where to focus their attack. It's sort of hard to do it in a way that makes yeah. a, a tough choice for your opponent. Exactly.
2: Um, one thing I will say, though, um, some of those cards a little on the verge, but... I have played against a defensive specter uh, a few times, and it really helps. I've had a focused Han do one damage to Kanan, because he used defensive cards. Um, and I think Han rolled perfectly, or, or close to perfectly. I think he rolled seven damage, and Kanan blocked five or six. It was <laughs> not fun. Oh, God. Um, but yeah. Um, I, I, there's merit to it, 100%. Um, And I think that it's a a viable option. And the interesting thing is people won't realize that you have a defensive until you're right in the middle of the game. It's not like Channel it broadcasts, this is a channel list or this is a doubt list, this is an extra armor list. It's, you know, a a hidden thing. Yeah.
0: um, That's why I... uh, I mean, I still... (coughs) I was thinking about um, especially the... The force use of defensive cards like Force Illusion and Deflection and to a less extent and also like learn by example and having a way to position Ezra and, and Kanan at, the, at round one defensively so they can all of them like them plus uh, Sabine and Zeb can charge in at the start of round two and have them bait attacks like ranged attacks and uh, deflect them. And, and make them miss, and maybe even get some damage out of that. But I think when you draw them, when you don't draw them at the right time, at, at the earliest, um, or at the first round, and you draw them late, they usually are pretty useless because yeah. either your force users are dead, or they are so far into the into the enemy lines that the minus two accuracy don't really do anything. And even if you combine force illusion with deflection, which is minus four accuracy. You're basically banking on a rolling a dodge to get the two damage of deflection going off. So that's not something. It doesn't seem like a good idea to play. And with with you not drawing that many cards, banking on combos like on the lamb deflection or the deflection into on the lamb or deflection into a dodge or deflection into a false illusion, all of this requires you to draw cards and use them use many of them in one one defense right and this is not something you want to do right so yeah have them have some some cards that you can use once at the right time to give you the extra little bit tip you need to make your attack defeat an enemy figure or do what you need to do might be a bad idea I, I was thinking long and hard of this about this when I had I think still stuff like uh, stuff like um, second chance and dying lunch. I mean, they are both to cost, but dying Lunge especially. Don't you think it has a place in even if you? Don't you wanna yeah. wanna maybe trade it for tools or so? I mean, tools is a bad no. a bad idea because tools can be used by Sabine and or not by Sabine by Ezra and um, and, and Hera. Sabine. She's
2: out And Hera
0: and and, Sabine. and Sabine too. Yeah. So tools oh, yeah. is maybe yeah. a bad yeah. idea. Okay. But I mean,
2: yeah. Tools
0: is an included. M- maybe um, maybe change it for heightened or so.
2: Yeah. Um, something that I found is very nice in Spectre is Strength in Numbers. It's, it takes the ridiculousness of Spectre to a whole other level, which, like it or not, it's it's a fact. So basically, start a round, you activate Ezra, he moves up, attacks someone. Strength in Numbers, you activate Hera. Hera moves mm-hmm. up, shoots the same figure. Oh, then she does Spectre cell to have Ezra attack again. So one cost card. To, that was an expensive
1: ATDP, uh, a Punching Bag.
2: Yep. Um, it, it's crazy. Uh, because, I mean, you could do similar things with, um, you know, Hondo and Java, but it, it's just not the same.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, one of the reasons I've been trying, uh, I can't say I've cracked it yet, but just to uh, uh, talk about defensive lists, just to break with the spectre for a bit, is I, I have been trying a, a list that does not aim to win um, by killing anything, which is every ridiculous hunter point generation card and mm. nothing but on the lamb and slippery target and everybody runs and everybody just gets out of the way just which to, is also to disrupt things like that those effects um can't say it works uh i i've i say i've come close to almost being able to maybe not come in by minus 10 points uh is the best i've been able to do so far with it however I still think there's something to using cards like uh, cleverly, like on the lamb, but um, like slippery target. Which, if I was playing Specter list, there is just that time when Ezra is the right target, and something like that happens. So Ezra gets uh, um, you know, attacked or attacked out of sequence by somebody moving up. Being able to run away with him can maybe soak. If you use your timing right, soak the attack your opponent was really. Banking on because it was its, their second or third attack against him, and that uh I that it requires patience, but I think Slippery Target is actually a very good defensive card.
2: Yeah, um, I ran my uh, Hockey Religions and a Good Blaster um list a while back where I had Spectre and I've removed Sabine um, Spectre Cell and the extra point, and then put in Han, and then replaced Chopper with Gideon, and then I was just I had On the Lamb and two and two sets of slippery target and against spectre it actually did (coughs) okay for a while because every time ezra kanan ran in to attack my ezra or han they just okay slippery target or on the lamb one space return fire tools oh five damage um yeah um it it
1: was fun it didn't turn out as nice as i hoped yeah you and me the same it's it's, uh you got high hopes for it but it's uh just maybe not
0: Okay, I, I was just reading our uh, Discord chat and uh, Parsi pointed out the, the thing about extra armor and heroic effort. Did you already mention this or did I just miss it?
2: I don't think we mentioned it. Um, I took you? it for granted, but yeah, probably pays to mention. Does any one of you tell the listeners what's going on here? Yeah, sure. Um, so extra armor is uh, one of the most popular upgrades to include with Spectre Cell. Um, it is a non-unique card, and Heroic Effort, which is basically an auto-include in any inspector list, is zero cost and says include only if your entire list um, composes of non-unique deployment cards. An upgrade is not a, its not a deployment card, for the same reason you can't exhaust Zillow when you take initiative. Um, so for that reason, you can include extra armor or, or non-unique upgrades and still have um, Heroic Effort, just in case there was any question about that. I didn't think there was, but if there is.
0: Yeah, I think it's actually very important for for future also to, to, to recognize that Heroic Efforts only checks for deployment cards and not skirmish upgrades, which yeah. might be something that comes up in the future too. So um, sure. Okay, so do we... is there any other card we, we want to talk... Uh, any other command card that is relevant for Specter Cell that we didn't talk about? I mean we mentioned On the Lamb, we mentioned all the Hunter and Smuggler cards of course, Playing lunch, uh, strength in yeah, numbers. Um, b- exactly
2: uh, from from what I've experienced from playing it um, with and against dozens of times now, um, two cards you see come up very often, or one card, <laughs> two times you see it come up very often is Pummel. Um, yeah, talk a considered... bit about Pummel
0: because uh, <coughs> it is, it, is it worth it? I mean, I can't see yes. how this works. Ezra, Ezra brush, force push. Do I need to say any more? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's or true. If or you, if you manage to Specter cell, cell before movements. Ezra's activation. Exactly, because, because um, you have so much
2: you, free movement in this spectre list. Specter
1: Cell is so uh, uh, versatile in when you uh, choose to play it. Exactly. Kanan so
0: will rarely use it. This list is so crazy. Okay. Yeah. Um, since apart from my, that, since, freedom since some of Freedom Since some of our users might have forgotten what Pummel actually is, said, uh, do you want to clue the listeners list in? Because it's a card from the core set. We haven't seen yeah. it like, since the four four days.
1: Give your give your opponent a nice light massage. Uh, it's uh, it's it's a tickle it's a tickling fight because uh, he's got a Gamorrean on it, which is uh, wonderful. I think I was some forward thinking for the beautiful Gamorrean figure. But Pummel is uh, a two activation two special action card that if you have a melee attack um, allows you to do two attacks. Um, so it, funnily enough, I think a. a Classic mistake, or at least maybe I always make, is I assume it's a brawler card. It's not. Uh, it it is, just requires a melee attack, and the, the beautiful thing about it is it just requires good positioning. I think some early thinking behind this card, I always like to speculate early on, was that here you had officers invader, or officers and, and uh, royal guards. So you'd, you'd use the officer to get them into positions that they could use a full round to double attack. Um, but it was never that easy to do, frankly. And I was a big fan of using Pummel with uh, cats, because I'd use the uh, Beast Tamer, uh, which when you got off was wonderful for the double cleave, double uh, bleed. But in the era of Specter Cell, Pummel is fantastic. And Isaac nailed it. The It's, it's hard to nail what makes Specter Cell so good. Extra attack is excellent, extra block is excellent, extra damage is excellent, but Up alongside all those other three is the extra movement. And extra movement means Pummel is on the table, and Ezra and Kanan are two of the hardest hitting uh, uh, figures in the game.
2: I mean, Ezra can one shot most
1: multi unit I guess. Especially with Kanan. It's practically going crazy. I fully agree. So, so, so Stefan, uh, I hate to say, this, this is like you, you're, yeah. you're like me a month and a bit ago. You need to start playing it, because you—you, if everybody else goes through the same process I did, you go through a period of absolutely loathing it, and then you try some different things. No, I don't, I, don't lo- it, I don't think I loathe it. I,
0: I actually, <laughs> You, like you as, have to
1: play it a few times to actually go through all the stages of grief, and then you'll uh, get to acceptance.
0: The more the more we talk about it, the more I like it, and the more I like what it does for the game, because it's, the, it's probably the list... ...new players will get when they start playing Skirmish, and it's probably the list where you can start playing, get a feel for the game, not know how how mechanics interact, and then have a, a huge potential to learn about the game. Because oh,
1: I disagree entirely. What? It's 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 like it's like saying, you know, that you know, somebody's very first experience of you know should be like winning the Olympics. I you mean know, I remember when we had to work hard no, no, to get those extra. The kids these days will yeah, be like, oh I mean, extra attacks and,
0: I, I mean I mean yeah. especially especially about about how mechanics interact, right? It's not it's not like you it's not like you learn. Styles, but the Spectre the styles breaks of all the rules! Yeah. <laughs> New players need to learn about the rules, don't you know? Uh, but, but Spectre breaks them all, that's the problem! No! Yeah, I don't it, so. it. Well, well, I mean, <clears throat> to be on the optimistic side,
2: it does use every single freaking combination imaginable. Yeah, that's why I'm... So, but, is that really the Imperial the, Imper- the Imper- we know? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I mean, Vader is Parting Blow combo, fair enough. Um, Han Ranger's... Combo, I suppose. <laughs> um, let's say a Han Gideon move two, shoot move two back. Gideon focuses Vader, uh, sorry Han, and moves him to out again, so that he gets his end around of attack off. And um, things like that. This is just that sim- to the next level, which um, the players who've played it for a long time um, will feel like the 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 old man on the porch um, waving off their fist the lawn. At, at the new spectre cell that walks by. Get off my lawn. Um, but
1: yeah, I. I'll be honest, I don't like. I don't like Spectre. I'm accepting it. Um, well, like I said, I, I've I've come around on it in a big way, but mainly because it's fun to think about how to get around it or, or work with or against it. Yeah. But I, exactly. I I guess the the whole thing about the welcome mat point Stefan, is it's just this idea of like, it's a really weird way to learn the game because you're just because yeah. I I think if and I actually haven't I haven't taught anybody with Spectre, but I I feel like if I did, I'd be like, all right, here's how you play the game. And now you can just ignore everything I said, and this this list uh, breaks all these rules. <laughs> uh, you, you get one attack a turn, except for all these guys. You get uh, normally get this move, except for these guys. Uh, it's uh, it's you get it one really is a for these guys. yeah. Um, this is how much damage you do, except for I, I think
0: I think uh, much of the much of the rule set of Imperial Salt is to recognize that there are some exceptions to the to the base rules. And Spectre set is sure. S- Spectre set is full of that, and you as a new player, what I expect would have happened, or would would happen is that you miss like eighty percent of the stuff you can do in a round when you play the first few five, six matches, and you still yeah. and you still get stuff done. It's not like it's like it's not like you forgot to do something and now your character is completely gay. Like in like with with Han if yeah, you if forgiving. you completely forget about the end of round attack, or if you completely forget about the end of round attack and his return fire, he's not nearly he's oh not nearly God. as he's not nearly as important or or impactful as he should be, right? But new yeah, players exactly. new players forget these things. They do, and with these yeah. with these guys, it's not that important because they still they still have strong figures and they still can accomplish something on the board. While with other lists, you forget something, everything crumbles. With them you forget something exactly. you still you still limp along. Yeah. it's not like you win, you still limp along, right? Yeah. And this this is the this is why I think it's a great list for players to start with, right?
1: Yes, very forgiving and and truly excellent that's, that's, players. That's, right. that's what uh, I mean. Excellent players can position with Kanan and Ezra and the rest yes. so well. There, there are still there, there's also a, a great thing seeing play people play Spectre extremely well. Yeah, uh, because there's a lot of nuance to um, you know knowing the threat range uh, both yeah. in you know damage but also in in movement and then of course really knowing the maps. I personally cannot wait for the new. Uh, Lothal map to, to come into rotation. Uh, I'm not sick of the ones we have. I just I think it's got the opportunity to really shake things up for Spectre, which I'd like to see.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. totally with you on that. I, it, it's just a shame that right when Spectre came out, uh, the Lothal sw- swamps go out of rotation, where they probably would have had oh, the, the worst time in the in the. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Would have Although, been very interesting. I'm yeah. sorry, I, I, almost spoke, I almost spoke there.
2: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the only person in the world who thinks so, but I miss. <laughs> no, no,
0: no, 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 I agree with you. <laughs> uh,
1: my, my 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 Vader rating on Nal Hutta was fantastic. I I, I found Nal Hutta's as a mini character to be, to be just great fun because again it was the idea of how do how do you play this map wrong and win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, and
2: and I mean, I feel, and this is probably just me, but. I feel like Tarkin is more one-sided than Nalhata, to be honest. Because you mean you can one one-sided
0: get... one in which way?
2: Um positioning wise. As in the left side oh, okay, yeah. on on uh, Tarkin, and by left I mean exterior. Yeah. Even though I agree with the statement that the treehouse is a trap.
3: <laughs> the treehouse
2: is also not a trap if you're against a long range list. Yeah. Um and then you have a one figure, one health figure who moves there there's literally nothing
0: yeah specter doesn't care um, because they just have umpteen million movement true, points so true, true but, but for
2: for rangers and for weak ways who are yeah. still trying to stay in yeah. the mater um less so for weak ways because they probably have devious and will take that side but yeah rangers do take a hit
0: mm, yeah.
2: Um, but yeah um just briefly going back to uh the welcome mat. i think that the thing um it, with the welcome mat debate is that I think it's a very good welcome mat to newer players, but it, it introduces a very new way of learning the game. As in, previously, they would take other a mate list, uh, they would either take a mate list or a non-mate list, then they would take us to a tournament, most likely get stomped. Yeah. M- maybe not, maybe they, they could position and, and roll well enough, um, but newer players rarely win tournaments on their first go. Some definitely do, um, but it, it isn't as common. Whereas here, uh, which is, I think, what Alistair was uh, was referring to earlier, is that Specter Cell is so good that they can win tournaments, and learning the game with a really, really strong list which you could potentially win a tournament with, I think, is both good and bad. Because, on one hand, that's going to make them even more engaged and they, and they want to... Um, <clears throat> and they do want to come to even more tolerance, which is great. But for the more veteran players, so basically this is a good welcome match for new players, but a bad welcome welcome match for old players because it feels yeah. annoying for the older players to.
1: Well, well, what a come down too! If the first thing you learn is Spectre Cell, and you go out and have yeah. a. A whale of a time and really enjoy it. Then you're told to try to make anything else. You're gonna go wait. Well, where's my extra attack? Where's my extra damage? I mean, yeah. it, it would it'd be like coming down off speed. You'll just be <laughs> you'll you'll suddenly feel like oh here's me down with the uh, the regulars. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, as I said, I yeah. haven't I haven't had the chance to. It, there's that anxiety about the state of the the, the game and you know is, is it selling and whatnot. I actually haven't had the chance to have anybody say hey I've I've heard about this. Let's um you know i'll I'll bring a buddy or get somebody out to a tournament. so I hope in in communities I'm not there that there's a i I hope that that where I'm not playing there there are some people coming do um, it and trying it out um, and enjoying it because I'm actually as a welcome mat my not being tread on too much. Slightly of a different issue, but you, how, how about you, Isaac? Is the, is the community? Uh, are you having people you're teaching the game to, or is it mainly just the same uh, dedicated crew? Um, <clears throat> yeah, mostly. I've um, I think on the Slack channel
2: we have two to three new players who are getting started, which is great. Um, but apart from that, it's mostly um, the same group. I think if I was in a casual board gaming group, um, which I am, but all of them we met three Imperial Assault. Um, then possibly um, that that might be a case, but um, being homeschooled, I'm usually studying or playing Imperial Assault, um, <laughs> so I don't really have much. Two kinds of studying.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: um, but <laughs> but most of my uh, my friends aren't board gamers. Um, I'm definitely in the minority of people my age who like uh, competitive board games. Um, yeah.
0: So the the, the, the new the new me. players on the Slack channel are they playing Specter or is this?
2: Um. Well, th- there's hmm, that's a good question. Uh, I think some of them are running Imperial. Some of them Spectre. Okay. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, Spectre is-, is a really, really good welcome mat. Um. For them, not for the recurring players, because we because um players who play a lot would get annoyed being beaten. I-, I mean, getting beaten by Spectre Cell does not feel like getting beaten by someone who positions better than you. Of course, that'll change with time when people get to learn to spect- play Specter more. But just like Alistair said, two dod- two dodges, yeah, two dodges in a Specter game is very just. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying, and I'm trying not to be too negative, but
1: <laughs> yeah, there's there's a, it's part of the DNA of the game that because um, we've been talking yeah. about dodge for a long time, but there is this, um, part of the part of the game is that there's. It's not chess, you know, we don't we don't play Go. You can't win every game on skill. You're going to have some times where luck's going to make a difference. Um, and I am learning with Specter Cell very much how to sort of treat it with respect and, and change and re-emphasize, which is important. Um, okay, yeah. So, yeah, if, if, I was, if I was teaching somebody the game, I'd want them to, you know, maybe try Imperial where there's... Um, you get a bit of a respect for how to sort of stay alive and defend things. And then Specter Cell can be... Yeah, the re- the, the reward
0: after you after you learn it the hard exactly. way <laughs> Up exactly uphill both ways that's dessert <laughs> okay uh, yeah so unless you wanna wanna add something to command cards which I think we we deviated quite nicely from <laughs> um, anything left for command cards on Spectre Cell? I don't I, I don't I think, so think so. fans uh, will tell I, us what we I, missed I have I have something uh, in the show notes I just see what about meditation did we talk about meditation. Um,
2: again, I think we talked in about a it a fair bit in the first one. Sorry. Yeah, again an channel yeah. variant it
1: could work. Otherwise, don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah sure. Because
2: unless you draw it round one,
1: you're you're really not gonna get it off. But meditation is what I refer to as hot dogging. I mean that that's definitely showing off to your friends that you can pull off one of the hardest cards to pull off in the game. At,
0: what do you think about running so, it with with channel and pulling it out of your out of your hand with channel to have it first round yeah, and we, then use it on on yeah? I, on, I, yeah,
2: I definitely see some merit with it. In most of my uh, channel games, um I usually can get into position anyway. Um is my only counter argument, but I definitely see the argument for it. I think that it's um it's nice. But most likely Kanan moving eight will will put him into cover and allow him to move <coughs> four or six with um Spectre. Um yeah, it's it's almost such. the four.
1: Yeah. You spend the four early or late. Uh, the, exactly. I, I put I put meditation being less uh, exciting as I thought down to the, the closable doors. Um, <laughs> if, if the doors were open, meditation could be more useful because you might have to hang further back and still want to be a threat. But because the doors are closed, as Isaac says, especially with Tarkin, you can get pretty far forward, and exactly. you, you haven't really gained much from your meditation.
0: Yeah. Okay. I see. It, it was. I haven't thought about it before uh, uh, before our f- last podcast, but I have been thinking about it since then, and I, it's the same with deflection and um, forced illusion, where it's all these cards that uh, are forces of cards from from the olden days that never found their way into actual scrimmage lists, and I tried to fit in, and they just didn't make the the impact right. I think so, all of them. Um, all of the force user cards that were played until now like uh for search uh for jump force um other one? basically the movement ones and they are they are pretty good in inspector too because both of them can use them but all the other ones that haven't been played are also not that good inspector for some reason I don't know why maybe i'm just too bad but yeah
2: mostly because the cards just aren't that great and the movement <laughs> I, is see? i mean to just like action efficiency <laughs> yeah, sure that goes hand in hand with movement yeah. movement is one of the most important currencies of the game yeah. destiny has resources imperial assault has movement yeah. essentially yeah. i i mean i that's why ig is one of the best figs in the game because he has that seven move and attack yeah.
0: or two move and two attacks yeah Okay, yeah. So that's that's all the cards I can think about, and I think we touched on most of the cards people would think about when they when they hear Specter the Cell. Yeah. So that's, this, um, oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: Well, I mean, let, let's not forget yeah. you can you can take Lure of the Dark Side just to discard it, <laughs> and then play Ezra's command card to play uh, Lure of the Dark Side from your own. You Sp- know, speaking of I mean, which, that is so like auto include. So auto include.
0: There's no way to actually discard it without playing back market, right? You can do strain, but that's it. Oh, that's true, yeah.
2: Very oh, careful oh, strain planning. planning. You could draw it into your hand. Use planning on Chopper. Oh, no, you have to discard one of those cards, not a card in your hand. <laughs> so,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, if you run my favorite list, which is Ezra Diala, you can discard it to... Uh, by, to take away you know, Diala's stability. Whoa. So, yeah. Oh, come on, Stefan. So many so ways. So many
0: ways, yeah. Uh, okay, so... Okay. Um, I think that's it about the command cards, <laughs> for for real. just yep, and
2: there's just one one super brief command card is Heart of Freedom. Uh, with the rise of, do you really run it? Uh, set, set, with it, one, it's two movement points and recover damage. God, two, movement. set for stun. It's a it's the perfect spectre oh yeah counter that's true for yeah, the yeah. perfect yeah. specter counter, yeah. which you know <laughs> we didn't really need, but okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all I was gonna say. Okay,
0: Yeah, so that that's it for for specter sub command cards. Next episode we will go. Back to to the to the to the Imperial side side and first talk about um, not the Imperial side but the second Rebel hero of the campaign CT seventeen oh one and then talking about the Death Troopers in skirmish, how to shake up with Vader and if they actually have a place uh, in an Imperial list right now. But that's all for our next episode. I am
1: very excited because <laughs> I
0: can hear it. I'm
1: hear. I'm hearing. No, I'm hearing a lot about them, and, and I it's, it's like it's like modern art. I don't understand it, but people say they love it, and I want to know yeah, how. Yeah,
0: me too, me too. I
1: I do, I do not get the, the Death Troopers, but I I can see it. I can see them working. I'm curious. Yes.
0: Yeah. So that's all for next episode. This episode, I think we're already done with it. Like a little bit shorter than I, I expected it to be, but that's fine. Um, and this brings us to our our sign offs. Um, Pazi, anything from you before we go on to a break again?
3: Well, we have played uh, Betrayal at the House of the Hill and, uh, well, it isn't uh, Battlestar Galactica <laughs> either.
0: <laughs> okay, so, uh, do you do you expect any of your Play by Forum campaigns to end soon and you, you can actually then play Tides of Lothal or are they still lasting for a few more weeks?
3: Uh, I think it's going to... Uh, we are in the t- uh, second to last uh, mission okay. chain of command Pretty chain soon. of command uh, it's going to I I expect it to last a few rounds at least but uh, then we are going to go to the final and uh, maybe then I'll start a new one or actually uh, maybe two new ones okay okay and uh, we, are, we are also I, I'm also <laughs> waiting uh, to start uh, the app campaign the Jabba's Realm app campaign with my group but uh,
0: with your offline Who knows when what? that's going to happen. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's also something I I had I need to do before. Ho- hopefully the year is out, but we'll see. <laughs> uh Alistair, anything cooking for you when are what when are the Nordics actually? Do you want to remind our listeners? Uh,
1: not not far. Uh probably should book my flights. Uh, with all things being equal, in 3 weeks I should be seeing Isaac and getting to the table, right? Three weeks in a few days? Um, so that's 26th, 27th? Yeah, exactly. I think it's 27th, which is, yeah, it's Saturday, so 27th. The Saturday. Um, so I probably, probably should yeah, book my flights tonight, um, get that actually set in. But yeah, looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, seeing seeing those people who are able to be there. Uh, Greg number two uh, worlds is threatening in attendance, so... Isaac, it's not going to be one we're going to be able to phone in. It looks like, which is exactly what I want to see. When I'm getting on a plane, I want to. I want to be working for it. So,
0: <laughs>
1: well, I. As, don't as, much as working you for it every time Isaac's again, there.
0: So. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be definitely listening into your report afterwards. Did you? So, someone, someone's, someone's rambling for their apartment. Uh, did you talk to Yeppe? Is he coming too? Uh, I believe so, but
1: I don't want to say for certain. I think he okay. is. Yeah, we'll but uh, there was a bit of a Facebook exchange, but I now don't recall. Okay. It okay.
0: So, Isaac, anything for you until until uh, Nordics? So, some training in the works? <laughs> um, yeah, every time I get a little bit of free
2: time. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, with school really picking up and now with my injury as well, um, I'm limited to... Oh, getting one, old, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm limited to <laughs> yeah. one to two games a day, which I know is more than most people, but um, when I was at the off season in August, uh, after the holiday and before school started up, I got like day which was so much fun. Um, <laughs>
1: so yeah, I'll just be practicing as much as I can.
2: Okay,
0: very um,
1: good. He says he says this. he's actually in rehab.
0: He's he's uh, he's done a withdrawal kick. <laughs> he's he's got <laughs> like you know, he's he's in <laughs> just just cutting down to... rehab. Okay, so for for myself, I'll I will try in earnest now to get my group going again to have some have a sh- have a shake on the new campaign and the new expansion. and app. you
1: and i need to yeah, and we need we've to, got a call from yeah. jabba an invite from jabba yeah. to get on to <laughs>
0: um to to, to play campaign. to play the, the the app campaign in on tabletop simulator all of this in the future and for for ourselves i think we will see us again in, hopefully before the nordics on, on, unless something happens in 2 weeks that we can't then we will hear us after the nordics but the listeners will will notice. And if you want to hit us up, don't forget to join our Discord. Don't forget to like us on Facebook so you can stay up to date with what's going on with the, the episodes. And I think that's it for this episode. And until next episode, may the force be with you. And
3: bye-bye. Catch you later. bye Bye-bye. bye-bye.